FDA did do a full review of the data from the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines and determined that the benefits outweighed any potential risks such as side effects. Hi, and welcome to GAO's Watchdog Report, your source for news and information from the U.S. Government Accountability Office, celebrating 100 years of fact-based, nonpartisan government oversight. I'm Holly Hobbs. The U.S. has put a lot of its hope for combating the effects of the coronavirus pandemic behind two vaccines developed in record time, one year instead of the more typical five to ten years. But how safe are these vaccines and how is safety determined? Today we talk with Karen Howard, a director in our science, technology assessment, and analytics team about our new science and technology spotlight on vaccine safety. Thank you for joining us, Karen. Happy to be here, Holly. So Karen, let's start with how does the FDA determine whether vaccines are safe? What do they weigh when determining safety? So FDA took the same process they take with all vaccinations, where they're comparing the benefits that individuals get from the vaccine to the side effects that they might experience. So all of us might be familiar with getting, for example, an annual flu vaccine. Your arm gets sore. There's some pain and some tenderness. It goes away fairly quickly. That's a legitimate side effect, but it's not considered to be a problem when compared with the benefits we get from being vaccinated for the flu. As another example, there's a childhood disease called rotavirus that we vaccinate against in children. It is a very severe disease that causes severe dehydration and even death in some cases, But that vaccine for rotavirus does have a potentially significant side effect. In about 1 in 100,000 children, it can cause intestinal blockage. However, FDA has determined that the benefits of the vaccine, which prevents about 40,000 to 50,000 childhood hospitalizations per year in the United States, outweigh the occasional rare occurrence of that side effect and that doctors are able to manage that side effect. So that's the kind of determination that FDA makes with all of its vaccines. So are the vaccines safe? We took a very close look at the vaccine candidates under Operation Warp Speed, including the ones from Pfizer and Moderna that are currently being used. We found that the vaccine companies followed all of the normal steps. There have been some allergic reactions, but those are at a rate of about five reactions per one million people vaccinated. This reaction is easily managed by watching patients for 15 to 30 minutes after vaccination. And there have been no severe or long-term effects from those reactions. FDA did do a full review of the data from the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines and determined that the benefits outweighed any potential risks such as side effects. So the benefits, of course, would be a high level of protection against getting COVID-19. The data showed good efficacy for those vaccines. So if FDA is saying that the vaccines are safe, do we know why some people are hesitant to get vaccinated? For some people, they might have concerns that corners were cut or steps were skipped to get these to market so quickly. We know from our work that that's not the case, that all of the appropriate steps were taken. They were just creatively compressed and combined so that they could meet those timeframes. For other people, they might have misunderstandings about the risks of vaccines in general or these COVID vaccines in particular. We also know that the public is generally less willing to accept side effects for vaccines compared to the side effects they might be willing to accept for treatments for diseases. And for some groups, especially communities of color, there's a historic distrust of the medical system due to some unethical human experimentation that has occurred in the past. And that can cause hesitation both to participate in clinical trials as well as hesitancy to get the vaccine itself once it's available. So what happens if people don't take the vaccine? 
the biggest impact, of course, would be that we won't achieve widespread immunity as a country. That means the disease will continue to spread, people will continue to get sick and even die, and the unvaccinated portion of the population will be especially hard hit. It also means that we won't be able to reopen schools the way we would like to, to allow businesses to get back up and running. Uh, it could prevent some people from being able to safely visit their family members. Basically, just prevents us from getting back to normal life as a country. And how might new variants of the coronavirus impact the effectiveness of available vaccines? We do have some early data that indicates that some vaccines appear to be more effective than others against the new variants. But it does look like that even when the vaccines aren't as effective as we might like at preventing the disease from these new variants, they still do a good job of protecting against more severe forms of the disease that might put a person in the hospital or even lead to death. So getting a vaccine is still the best choice, even if it's not as effective against the new variants as we would like. And the vaccine companies are also working hard right now on booster shots that they hope will improve immunity against the new variants and against any other variants that might appear in the future. So it sounds like the two available COVID vaccines are safe and critical for fighting the health and economic impacts of the pandemic, but that misunderstandings about their safety could cause some individuals to delay or refuse vaccination, which may increase preventable deaths and lead to longer lasting economic impacts. Karen, what are the kind of questions that policymakers should be asking to help promote vaccine use? I think we need to be exploring how we can do a better job of addressing the concerns that people have, how we can be more transparent with the data that we have, how we can let people know the rigor of the clinical trials that went into those approvals, how we can publicize the benefits of reaching widespread immunity as a country and worldwide through vaccination, basically just more transparency and better education. And when it's your turn, when a vaccine becomes available to you, will you get vaccinated? Absolutely. I'm eagerly looking forward to my opportunity. And last question, Karen, what's the bottom line of this report? Vaccines continue to be our best way to provide widespread immunity to very dangerous, even deadly diseases, protecting our families and friends and getting back to our normal lives. That was Karen Howard talking about GAO's new spotlight on vaccine safety. Thank you for your time, Karen. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And thank you for listening to The Watchdog Report. To hear more podcasts, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you leave a rating and review to let others know about the work we're doing. For more from the Congressional Watchdog, the U.S. Government Accountability Office, visit us at gao.gov.